dogs. Welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. I am Cheeto, and as always with me, Keegan Chanel. Hey, and we're about to hop into it. Dogs look to go to the flats, I think is the nickname that it's called appropriately, to go 12-0 and 0 against, quite honestly, has been a struggling, struggling Georgia Tech team. They're 3-8 and eight on the season. Not really what they've what they were looking for this year. I think they were looking at least to get bowl eligible, but it just hasn't come together. Geoff uh, Collins has really struggled in his first season, which, which happens with the roster. You know, they had a triple option uh, focused type of roster. So all their talent is running backs, but defense yeah. has been bad. Um, a lot of coaches are on the hot seat, individual position coaches, safeties, uh, linebackers, D line offense hasn't done anything either. The run game has gotten considerably worse, obviously, since they're not running the ball as much. But you would think if you're going to spread it out, your offense could at least pick it up a tick. Their numbers are absolutely atrocious across the board. So um, Georgia's looking to show again, you know, why we run this state and make sure that everybody in Atlanta uh, understands that. Uh, Keegan, off the top of your head, what are you feeling about Tech? What have you heard about Tech this year? It's not been – it's just not been a good year for them. To be honest, I haven't heard really anything. I did see that they got like walloped by Notre Dame. I was like checking in on that game just because I was curious. And 55 then, to zero. Yeah. Mm. So I haven't really heard anything. So that to me tells me that there's not a lot to hear about. <laughs> and, you know, looking into it this week, don't really expect a lot from tech. You know, it's hard not to be looking ahead to this postseason, but, uh, it's an in-state game, and even though around the national media it's not that big of a game, right. considering it is like the premier rivalry in the state of Georgia, you know, with the two, like, oldest programs. And, like, Georgia sports, Georgia football, in ge- like, in general, owes the University of Georgia and Georgia Tech a lot because those institutions have kind of, like, put it into prominence in this state uh, more so than even like the Atlanta Falcons who have only really been around for like the last 50 years. So just in the, in culture in Georgia for the state of Georgia, it's a big deal. And, you know, Georgia is one of the most premier uh, like places to enjoy football, play football, watch football, like, you know, all all of the above. Uh, And I think that is owed big a part you know to georgia southern too and the, some of the other schools too but really primarily georgia georgia tech so it's just a big deal for the state of georgia and i just love uh that good old-fashioned hate <laughs> every time we beat them it's a beautiful thing so. it, it's a it's a great rivalry it, re- it really is it, it's up there with uh, some of the best of them especially you know for us but you know what i'm looking for for the dogs is just to go ahead and get comfortable in atlanta we're going to be playing in Atlanta for the next two weeks. And uh, before this deep playoff run, we, we need to go ahead and make ourselves comfortable. Um, this this car wreck at Georgia Tech should be a practice game, should be an opportunity to uh, play your depth, play your young guys, 
Uh, just work on the few kinks that you that you have. Maybe if you want to try out some plays, special teams, whatever you got, like go ahead and get ready because we're about to make this run. And although it is a big rivalry, it's since Kirby. OK, since before Kirby got here, I saw this uh, tweet and, and I, I love this tweet. I, and I think it just speaks to what Kirby's done in his short time here since or before Kirby got here. We had beaten Florida, Auburn, Tennessee and Georgia Tech in the same season four times in our school history if kirby pulls off what should be a pretty easy win this saturday it'll be the fourth time that we've done that same feat since kirby's been here so kirby has if i mean made georgia fans proud and very happy it's it's so nice when you've got bragging rights not against one or two or three of your rivals but all of them in the same season um that's recruiting that's that's pride that's barbershop barbershop talk it's it's just nice and um a lot of coaches in the sec and everywhere will tell you if you you can have a bad season if you want but if you can beat your rivals every year you're not going nowhere you good like yeah. they'll they'll put up with you and, and there's some real truth to that so um kirby kirby has been great and i i just don't i don't think the bumblebee's got enough to keep us from going 12 and 0 and like you mentioned uh last time was the national championship season and once we get past these guys we can really start to focus on uh another championship season being in the books for sure absolutely and just the fact that you know we're currently on a 15 game win streak you know we won those last four at the end of the season last year and we're 11 to know now so to be on a 16 to know win streak i mean it just gets better and better for uh, georgia fans and like you said, like dominating all the rivalry games uh, is just the cherry on top. Uh, also, too, you know, I know Dominic Blaylock is back in full. Like mm -hmm. he's not listed on any kind of injury report or anything this week. Yeah. And we may potentially see, I think it's kind of doubtful, but actually it's possible George Pickens in action, kind of like Dominic Blaylock was last week. Right. In role maybe later in the game because he's been getting reps with the twos and threes now so that bodes well for you know i i don't want him to push it it would be the perfect situation if the time he's actually ready is before alabama mm -hmm. um, that would be like the best case scenario possible but you know for him for everything i don't want you know don't push it but that's just something we all got to be watching and to me it just gives us an added element of explosive ex explosiveness and just being able to stretch the field so i just know every georgia fan is paying close attention to the to the george pickens storyline and seeing you know where he will fall and the fact that he stayed with the team this long you know it's just that is a a big a big factor and could really be an X factor if we if we need a moment to go over the top. The guy like George Pickens is the kind of playmaker you want on the field. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm looking at. A absolutely, because as good as our offense has managed to, uh, you know, keep going with the with the offensive weapons we have out to get potentially your number one and your number two back that's got to be scary for uh, opposing defensive coordinators. I mean, stretching – I mean, you got these tight ends that are getting snubbed, first of all, getting snubbed on these award lists that are killing it underneath and giving 
linebackers nightmares and then to put a George Pickens or a Blaylock on the outside and have them just torch a safety or a corner I mean I mean good luck that's that's a lot of film that people have to worry about not so much tech we can beat tech with our third stringers but looking forward to Alabama and the playoff that that's the, that's going to be a real problem um, but another thing I'm looking for uh, on top of that, and I know this is a recurring theme we keep going over, but I just feel like there's going to be somewhere, there's going to be a fork in the road, and we are going to have to make a decision either way. It seems to be that Stetson has earned his stripes as the starter right now, and I'm fine with that. We've talked about how his running ability really helps us uh, to do the things we need to do, an extra element in the run game, giving defenses headaches. But Kirby was mentioning that he said he wanted somebody who can make some faster decisions be better on third down in his presser this week and I mean if that's not yelling JT Daniels I don't know what is um I'd like to see him get reps and what I would like to see because you know with our last few games with Alabama the starter has left the game eventually and then the backup has come in and finished us off I would love to see a scenario to where we flip that script on its head and we go in with one quarterback and then boom, we hit you with the next one and you weren't as ready as you could have been because that's a lot of that's a lot of film. That's a lot of stuff to get ready for. And let that be, you know, second 26 or whatever, have, whatever it have to be. I would I would love that. And that poetic justice would. Yeah, ugh, boy, I mean, that'd be great. So um, I'd like to see the rep start now. But that's one thing that I'm looking for from Kirby. Um, and uh, as far as the. Uh, the hype video. I think it, I wanted to mention this. I think it says a lot when the Atlanta Braves, when they're, when their manager is doing a train or a hype video for the university of Georgia versus the Atlanta college. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's, it's big facts. I mean, we do run the state and he did mention like this game, you know, is but the rest of Georgia and Atlanta comes and we kind of decide, you know, who's who. But for Brian Snicker to do that, I thought it was really awesome. And that's really the type of pull Georgia's got right now. We're just we're just in the zone. We're getting the recognition that we have deserved up to this point. So it's nice to just uh, enjoy some of that, especially when yeah. you're a former world champion. I was watching uh, Stephen A. on Thanksgiving, and he had actually brought up Georgia on his top five uh, things to be thankful for really? in sport right now and, and just how dominant Georgia is. And oh. just being thankful to watch them do great. And uh, how it was, like, great for college football to have, like, someone like Bama be challenged yeah. And yeah. on their heels kind of this season. So, uh, yeah, and actually I was thinking, I don't know why, but the dreamer in me says that Georgia and Michigan are going to be in the national championship this year. That's what you like? Yeah. So like Ooh, uh yeah, my family's from Michigan. Okay. Um and like g- growing up I had this like Michigan doll. Mm. But I didn't know it was a Michigan doll because I just thought it was like a blue and yellow doll. Whatever. <laughs> right. And like that. later I was like I put it together in like college, I was like, why did I have like a Michigan doll? Like but I knew I had family from Michigan. I was like, dude, I didn't go there as a kid, like get it right. Like what? They're like, oh yeah, like your your uh your aunt, she would send you stuff every week <laughs> for a while there. <laughs> trying to trying to recruit trying me. to recruit, well, yeah. <laughs> Get me to be a mystery. <laughs> That's funny. You know, so, 
So uh, I just think it would be like if it's if it's that kind of season and it's been as if it was a magical storybook thing, which it has been for me as a fan. Yeah, yeah. It would be uh, Michigan. Uh, I guess beating Ohio State this weekend and uh, somehow finding their way into a national championship game against us. That would be the 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 best storyline. Yeah, it's gonna get weird, man. Because I mean, if if Alabama beats us, granted we beat Georgia Tech, I think we're still in. I think everyone can agree on that. Um, if we beat Alabama, how bad is it? Does and especially them being at the number three spot, that potentially knocks them out. And then you've got the Ohio State, Michigan. It looks like Cincinnati. Now that the game against uh Memphis is not gonna be easy, but if they win that, obviously they're in. So yeah, it's gonna get weird. I feel like, uh, you know, I actually feel the best. I felt really good about Texas A&M beating Bama. I wasn't – I couldn't believe it in a way, but I honestly thought it was a decent chance just because. But I could see Alabama slipping up in uh, Auburn's territory. Yeah, that, and that, yeah, they haven't even got by that one yet. So, I mean, it's – They haven't played well over mm-hmm. there, and mm-hmm. they've been looking sloppy. And uh, Auburn – you know, could finally put together. They have enough to beat Bama. So if they play great and they get that home field momentum, which they seem to do, and with Bama, they always come correct. Um, you know, I could really see them slip. So all it takes is, uh, you know, a couple of sprained ankles in the first quarter or something uh, for, you know, <laughs> some younger players on the road to really leave Bama scrambling the rest of the game. So uh not that you want that or anything but i'm just saying you know they're yeah. vulnerable they, they are, they are. auburn's not going to take it easy on them we, we yeah. know what that quarterback out there can do uh, and we've we've seen the alabama defense it's not it's not the physical defense we used to see and it's just not that they're a little bit more of a finesse team i'm not yeah. sure that's going to be enough like to get them all the way to the finish line because even though ohio state's got a better offense than they do so yeah. i mean like it's it's going to be tough for alabama like but they there's they're saving graces like Bryce Young and uh that Will Anderson, you know. Yeah, those are those are their guys. But I mean that's not enough. Two guys, they're used they're used to having a roster or eleven guys they, on both sides they, just being elite. Well they have they have a ton of talent. They got some elite guys, but they I feel like they only have like the two that are really like popping off, you know what I mean, off on the field. And I feel like Georgia's got like, I don't know, six, <laughs> you know what I mean? That are Bro, really the whole front seven on the D. Yeah. And I mean Yeah. But you know, like some big some names that are hard to forget. Like so we'll see. You know Yeah, we will. As long as Nick Saban's on that sideline, you're not gonna hear too much from me until we get it done. I've learned that the hard way and I'm just exactly. gonna I'm just gonna stick to that. So uh, but before we get to Alabama, and boy, I cannot wait to preview the SEC championship game. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we got one more game in Atlanta before that, and our job is to remind these nerds, the Bumblebees, that we still run this state. And That's right. You got to go through us before you can before you talk about anything else. So uh, let's take care of business. And uh, ah, I hate noon games, but let's get it done. If you got anything to be thankful for, you know, family, food roof over your head always be thankful but we can i think we can all be thankful that we about to go 12 and 0 and have a cheetah. Good cheetah score prediction oh give me give me 50 50 to 6 dogs 50 to 6 dogs yeah, I just gotta uh, all right i'm gonna go 60 
three because if Notre Dame can do 55, I think we can do 63. <laughs> 63 to three. You heard it here first. <laughs> Boom. There it is. Dog Nation, always a pleasure. You know what it is. Off the leash. Off the leash. I do it for the dogs.